Welcome to the PCOS Diva podcast. My name is Amy Medling. I'm a certified health coach and founder of PCOS Diva. My mission is to help women with PCOS find the tools and knowledge they need to take control of their PCOS so they can regain their fertility, femininity, health, and happiness. Today's PCOS Diva podcast is sponsored by the seven-day Discover Your PCOS Diva Jumpstart program. Jumpstart is the place to begin when you're ready to commit to yourself and jump into your healing journey. Learn step-by-step how diet, lifestyle, and mindset changes can get you on the right path. You'll be thrilled to feel your energy return, brain fog lift, acne begin to clear, and so much more. Visit PCOSDiva.com slash jumpstart for more information and to get started today. If you haven't already, make sure you check out PCOSDiva.com. There I offer tons of great free information about PCOS and how to develop your PCOS diet and lifestyle plan so you can begin to thrive like a PCOS diva. Look for me on iTunes, Facebook, Pinterest, and Instagram as well. Today's guest is Dr. Michelle Jeffries, and I met Dr. Jeffries about a year ago, and I've been waiting for her to come on the PCOS Diva podcast. She is really a wonderful, integrative dermatologist, and she is going to talk to us about managing acne, and she really has a unique approach to skin health that blends mind, body, spirit with skin care. So I'm so excited for you to join us, Dr. Jeffries. Um, Thank you for coming on the PCOS Diva podcast and welcome. Thank you so much, Amy. I just felt like we were so connected when we met and I'm so excited we're able to do this together and I can't wait to share this information and help your uh, community with acne since that's such a huge issue with PCOS. Oh, it's, it certainly is. And I just want to give listeners um, a little bit more about your background. You are triple board certified osteopathic physician in dermatology, pediatric dermatology, and integrative medicine. That's, that's such a unique combination. And I think that's why I, I you know, was so excited to have you on to kind of give us this really integrative approach to skincare for, for women with PCOS. Thank you so much. Yeah, I've had quite a journey through traditional medicine, integrative medicine, and then I also love working with kids, so I also uh, do a lot of pediatric dermatology as well. So I, I probably there isn't one woman listening to this podcast that has not struggled with acne at some point in her life. I know I certainly was one of those women, especially in my late teens and 20s. Um, and even now, if I kind of get off my, my diet plan and have a lot of stress and inflammation in my life, I can still have acne um, breakouts. So I would love for you to kind of um, give us sort of your, your uh, approach to managing PCOS acne. Uh, and I know it's, it's probably not just handing a prescription for um, a pharmaceutical. No, it certainly isn't. (laughs) I mean, acne is one of the most common skin conditions that we see in dermatology. Um, And I do work in a traditional medicine uh, dermatology office, but 
most of the um, doctors and uh, physician assistants in the office are very interested in integrative medicine and supplements and mind body. So it's actually a really great um, place to work and, and be aligned with, with everybody that's into integrative medicine. And so in our approach to acne, we see it as something that is related to not only just hormones, but also inflammation, stress, uh, sleep issues. Sometimes it's related to the products that you're using. Um, and so it touches on our emotional self, our physical self of how we look, our relationships of how we feel like we present ourselves to other people, um, our sexuality if we feel like we're attractive um, to other people, um, and then also just kind of our self-esteem and, and kind of our inner um, connection with ourselves and appreciating and loving ourselves. So it hits on so many areas of our lives that you can't just hand a prescription to someone who's dealing with acne. There's so many other layers to, to go through and discuss. And so we kind of take a very comprehensive approach um, to acne. So, you know, I think that you the idea of about acne, um, and this is something I talk about for women with PCOS, PCOS can really rob them of their femininity. And that's something that I really felt, especially when I was struggling with acne and hair loss. And, and we're going to talk about hair loss on another podcast because I just got you to commit to coming back <laughs> on to talk about <laughs> her system and um, male and female pattern hair loss. Uh, but we're going to focus on skin today. Um, but that emotional is, uh, issues that it brings up about sort of not feeling attractive and feminine, it just it's so discouraging, and, and I think that if, um, you know, women can kind of take away some tips from you today, sort of help clear their, um, their skin, it just, it, it goes such a long way to making us feel, um, you know, healthy and whole. Yeah, I can't even tell you how many times, it's probably several times a week, um, I'll have a, a woman come in the office who has acne um, is has spent a lot of time covering it with their makeup, and you know um, they're they're really not willing to show me their acne too because they don't want to take it off because they got to go out in the world again, you know, after my appointment with them. And so it tends to be a very emotional appointment, and a lot of women are crying and just feeling like they're not themselves. Um, they can't um, interact with people like they really want. They feel like everybody's looking at their acne. Um, and it's just, it's at a point of desperation and tears and, and they're willing to take any prescription or do anything. And that, and that's usually at the point where, where they do come into the dermatologist and, you know, as a board certified dermatologist, a lot of times, you know, we, we are the first person to pick up on the signs and symptoms of PCOS and, you know, ask those questions about, are you growing hair in places that you normally don't? Um, you know, are you having to wax and, and do all these things? So, um, we ask about periods and are they regular and and things like that. So we're usually the one of the first people to to see it and diagnose when we see the acne, um, you know, patient coming in our door. And then one of the first things that when I when I see someone come in and it's hit them at, at the core of their being and and their self esteem is encouraging them instead of being angry at their body and upset um, to find a level of gratitude for where they're at, 
because their body's giving them signals that something's not right and it'll give us a signal that we can see so as we're working together and and finding what the best you know treatment comprehensive treatment is for them they're going to see themselves get better and so having gratitude that it's something you can see um, and having gratitude that it's there and it'll it'll guide them on their journey and looking at it in a positive light and, and just shifting the mind just a little bit um, can just be such a huge, huge component um, in their healing. Mm, I, I love that insight. I know you kind of think of it as sort of signs and signals that your body is sending you that it's out of balance. Um, and it's, it's amazing what your body can do when you give it the right things to bring it back into balance. Right. And it's, it's just, you know, to have such gratitude that our body, you know, tells us, gives us these messages and says, hey, you know, like you said, when you're off track on your nutrition or your supplements, like you break out and that happens to me too. And it's like, okay, I got to get back on track. Or if I'm not really managing my stress well, um, that's another thing that sometimes um, can lead to breakouts and things like that. Because when we're stressed, we're not sleeping well, we're not eating like we normally do. And, you know, we're probably not taking as good a care of ourselves as we should. And, you know, we all have those moments and things. And it's about forgiving and being, you know, grateful for the journey and, and knowing that we can get back in alignment. So so what type of um, recommendations would you typically give kind of your, your woman with classic PCOS symptoms and she has has acne, um, you know, where do you begin? Uh, and, I, and I do think mindset, and, and I, in my book I, I wrote that you really can't move forward in, until you've read the chapter about thinking like a PCOS diva. I mean, that mindset piece is so important. Um, but after you've addressed mindset, where do you go from there? Yes, and by the way, I absolutely love your book. I have recommended it to so many of the PCOS patients that I see, and I've gotten such amazing feedback about how they feel so honored and how they feel like someone finally understands them. So thank you so much for writing that and and putting that resource out. It's it's been amazing for my patients, so thank you. Oh, I really appreciate that feedback. Um, so definitely, you know, we're, we're totally on the same page with, you know, mindset being the foundation, but, you know, I only have, you know, a few minutes with patients to go over things. And so, you know, setting that tone, you know, saying that one time, um, isn't going to, you know, change the mindset completely. There's going to be ups and downs. And so, you know, providing resources like your book and, and things like that, um, will help once they've left the office to help with mindset. But then, you know, they're really there to like, what can I do? What, what actions can I do? What um, supplements can I take? What prescriptions? What can I put on my skin? Um, you know, all of those things. So we walk through all of those. And I typically start out with just, you know, discussing what's causing acne. Um, and I feel like there's a couple of, of root things that are causing it. And, you know, everybody's different. Every woman who comes into my clinic with acne has different levels of each of these issues going on. Um, but the first one is, is definitely your hormones. Um, and so we know for sure with, with PCOS, there's an imbalance in hormones, not only the sex hormones of your estrogen, testosterone, and, and those hormones, but also your adrenal glands um, and how you're responding to stress and maybe even your thyroid. So hormones are one of the triggers. The second one is more inflammation. Um, and that I find sometimes with uh, nutrition and how we're nourishing our body. Maybe there's some foods that are triggering more inflammation and our body's responding with acne breakouts. Um, Definitely stress will also contribute to that inflammation as well. 
The next one is, um, you know, products. Sometimes people are trying a ton of different products and putting them on their skin and, and doing this and doing that and drying it out and then making it congested and back and forth. So um, that's another category that we walk through. Um, and then the last piece is really addressing the stress and sleep and, you know, kind of how your lifestyle is um, and working through that. So we can maybe walk through each one of those and I can uh, give you some guidance on, on how we approach that. Sure. And, and in par- part of the inflammation piece, are you looking at gut health as well? Absolutely. So I'm in a, a clinic where we take insurance and, you know, it's very standard. And so when I really suspect someone's having a lot of gut issues and we need to do more than just some elimination diet and look a little bit deeper, um, I do have several functional medicine docs um, in town that I work with. And so we do dive a little deeper into the gut studies and, you know, same with the hormones. I don't prescribe any hormone treatments, but when I'm noticing like things are kind of really out of balance, I'll refer to the functional medicine docs in town so we can coordinate care so they can have, you know, maybe the Dutch test to look at their hormones. Um, and so we, we kind of work together as a team. Um, so it's a wonderful, wonderful thing. And there's also, you know, massage therapists, acupuncturists, and, and all of that that we work with too. So. Mm. I know my my son um, has is struggling with some acne, and we just had the um, GI map test done, um, and it's done it's uh, done by Diagnostic Solutions, and it showed that he had some um, bacterial flora that was kind of over overgrowth and some candida and we've on, we're on a protocol to, to help with that. And I, I can't tell you how dramatically it's helped with the acne. Yes, um, so yes. I think a lot of his was driven from gut um, inflammation. So I was just yep. going to let people know about that. Oh yeah. I, I mean that that's typically what, um, you know, when we get to the point where someone's open to functional medicine, not everybody's heard about it or knows what it's about. And not everybody has a, a budget to see some of the, the functional medicine docs. But when we get to the point where, hey, we need to dive a little bit deeper and, you know, get some more data, um, the GI map has been wonderful. And then typically we do find yeast and then some bacteria that are growing more than they should. Um, a lot of times when we can get to this, I talk, maybe we should just talk about inflammation first. Yeah, okay, um, let's start there. Yeah, we... Um, you know, probiotics can be um, a big component of, of helping acne. Um, and so that, that is something that can help. But if we get to a point where it's not really doing much and we're not sure if we're on the right one and, you know, is there an overgrowth of yeast that we have to address, um, that's definitely a good natural step. Um, doing elimination diets um, for acne can be incredibly insightful um, and, and can actually be um, the one thing that unlocks um, acne um, especially in my teenage patients, that, that can be true since a lot of teenagers don't eat as well as they should, even though parents try to encourage them. But, you know, even us as adult females, we go through our moments where we're craving sugar or, you know, we want to eat things. And so the the two main foods that we know create inflammation that are related to acne are dairy and sugar. Um, and dairy being one that I think a lot of people just think of milk and cheese um, and think that if they eliminate that, they're okay, but whey protein um, is, is a strong trigger of acne. There's a, a ton of data showing that that can trigger acne breakouts. Um, whey protein is something that a lot of my adult females take because they're trying to build muscle and look good and look fit and they're working out, um, and so that can be a trigger. 
Um, and then all our coffee drinks that we get at Starbucks have, you know, sometimes we get almond milk, but sometimes they add whipped cream or, you know, other things. So paying attention to that. A lot of our um, dressings and when we get salads or we eat out, um, there can be dairy in, in those. And so paying attention to that. And then also sour cream, cottage cheese, cream cheese, <laughs> you know, the list seems to go on and on, yogurt. Um, and so uh, what I found is eliminating dairy 100% for at least three weeks, if you can commit to at least three weeks um, and see how your skin's responding, um, not only does that help the gut kind of um, reset itself, it gets your inflammation down to maybe about 50% of what it was, about three to four weeks actually is aligned with the cycle of your skin. So we get a new skin layer in about every three to four weeks. And then also our beautiful female body, we're supposed to menstruate every, you know, 28 days. So it's interesting how all of those things tend to be very aligned. So allowing yourself that elimination for the three weeks and really committing to it, you might find, oh my gosh, my acne is so much better. It was just that simple. I didn't need the doctor's appointment. I didn't need to do any prescriptions. I didn't need to change anything. It was just that. So what about gluten? I, I know that that would be another one of those food sensitivities that people have. Um, and just anecdotally, I, I do see a lot of women say that when they remove that, it helped with their skin. Are you seeing the same thing? Absolutely. Not as strong as dairy um, and sugar. Sugar is the, the second one. Um, uh, you know, a lot of us have a sweet tooth and eating sugar can definitely um, feed your microbiome. Um, a little bit where it gears towards maybe some unhealthy bacteria, and I think that's what's driving it, maybe more yeast too. Um, but also all the processed foods that tend to have gluten in it. Um, and so sometimes it's just the fact that we're eating a lot of processed foods and not actually um, foods that were made by nature. Um, and so sometimes it's, you know, the additives that get into the um, foods that contain gluten that can be a problem too. So really shifting what I encourage you know, my acne patients to do is just shifting to a really simple, clean, whole food diet where you're eating a rainbow of fruits and vegetables every day. So you're getting something red, orange, yellow, green, blue, purple. It's hard to do. Um, and ideally, we want to eat, you know, several cups of that a day. If you can get yourself to, you know, around nine cups of vegetables with a rainbow every day, that would be ideal. But most of us don't have you know, the time to do, do the prep for all of that. So sometimes doing smoothies and things like that, or that will help. Um, eating lean proteins and really eliminating our kind of our processed foods. So if you're going to eat um, some carbohydrates, some of my patients really like to go paleo, but if you're going to eat some carbohydrates. Maybe it's, you know, healthier ones. Maybe it's like a sweet potato, or if you're going to do rice, it's an organic brown rice and it's a small amount or, you're focusing on cauliflower rice or something like that. Um, so eliminating gluten as a trigger um, is definitely a, one of the puzzle pieces in there, but it's also all the processed food that we eat. And you can also go gluten-free, but still eat gluten-free pancakes and, um, you know, breads and crackers and things like that and still be eating a lot of processed foods. And sugar, for sure. Yes. <laughs> um, so, you know, speaking of inflammation, stress is definitely inflammatory and um and that that's a big trigger for my acne so I would love to know like um what do you suggest to your patients for dealing with stress yeah so stress um is probably one of the biggest 
things that I see in my clinic, not only in acne, but it'll trigger eczema flare-ups, psoriasis flare-ups, um, sometimes just itchiness in the skin. So it's actually something I, I talk about regularly with probably most of the people that walk in the door. I haven't, I haven't met anybody yet that says that they're not undergoing some level of stress. So I think it all comes down to how we handle it um, and how we respond to it. Stress seems to be, you know, there, there's usually something going on that's, you know, creating some sort of friction in our lives. So, you know, starting with, with mindfulness and just being aware of how we're responding to things um, and kind of engaging in activities that calm and soothe us. And, and that's different for everybody. Um, some people meditate. Some people do yoga. Some people exercise. Um, I really find that, you know, encouraging people to do things that kind of center them either breathing or meditation and just kind of give them that that peaceful moment of just letting go and being and not having to stress or worry about something, even if it's just for a minute, um, just taking that time to recenter um, can be helpful. And then also having gratitude, just realizing, okay, this is happening for a reason. There's some sort of friction point. There's some something going on in my life that I'm, I'm learning something and I'm going to turn out better from it, but I, you know, I'm going through this right now and the acceptance and the gratitude. And then there's some, some supplements that also can help because sometimes, you know, just doing that is not enough. We need a little, a little help. Um, there's a, a great supplement called ashwagandha um, that helps balance out cortisol levels. Um, and so I recommend that to a lot of my patients. Um, and then taking magnesium, a lot of times can help ease um, stress. It can relax some of the muscles. It's great before bedtime. Um, and then some people do need some adrenal support um, too. And so um, there's, you know, some supplement combinations that have the ashwagandha, but also have um, like a reishi mushroom or other natural uh, medicinal mushrooms in them. Um, I think you might have some of that in your supplement um, store as well. Yeah, I have a, a stress supplement called Diva Distress, and it, it has those like herbal supplements um, to manage stress. I also wanted to ask you about supplements specifically for acne. I know there's been some positive research around uh, PCOS, acne, and berberine, and you know, berberine can reduce, has been shown to reduce androgens, but it's also an antimicrobial, so it helps with some of those like bad gut bacteria that might be um, contributing to acne. But just wondering what your thoughts were. Yes, actually, um, if we go back to like the inflammation category, adding digestive enzymes and, and berberine um, have been incredibly helpful for a lot of my patients that are dealing with gut issues and inflammation. Um, and berberine also is used in a lot of the protocols to help um, with overgrowth of yeast and, and things like that. So it's a great um, additive to it. So it's good to, to hear there's um, research in the PCOS category as well and not just um, for acne and gut inflammation. And I've also seen some research around zinc that, and women with PCOS tend to be low in zinc. Yes, um, as well yes. As a lot of other nutrients. We just yes. not <laughs> absorb them well. Um, but tell us about zinc. Yes, yeah, so um, we don't really eat a lot of zinc-rich foods um, in our diet. So zinc is not only related to acne, and there's a lot of strong data with that, but also seborrheic dermatitis, um, which is kind of like a dandruff 
um, that you get on the scalp, which also um, can happen around the same time that you have acne breakouts. Um, so interestingly enough, um, taking zinc as a supplement, um, around 25 milligrams once a day, sometimes people can tolerate a little bit more, but you can get a little nauseous um, when you take it. Um, can help not only acne, but if you're dealing with some dandruff issues, um, that can also help. The other supplement that I found that can help with those issues is selenium um, and also vitamin D. Um, and then taking an omega-3 um, to help balance out some of the inflammation can also be helpful. And then um, the other supplement that I sometimes talk about with some of my patients with acne um, is called N-acetylcysteine, um, and that can help um, kind of help with the, you know, detoxing the liver a little bit more, any liver congestion. Um, it can also help calm some inflammation. So mm-hmm. there's a lot of different supplements. I definitely, you know, want to focus on patients doing nutrition, but, you know, there's sometimes you have to add some supplements or some pills, and it all just depends on where you're at in your journey um, and where you're at in the phases of your PCOS and, and what you need. And it doesn't mean that you need them forever. Maybe you just need a little help for a little while until your nutrition kind of kicks in and everything takes time. So there are a lot of women with PCOS that have kind of those deep cystic acne and it might not just be on their face, but like armpits, groin. Um, and I, I think that they're definitely hormonally um, connected but can you give us some advice for women that struggle with that, you know, HS or, or that cystic acne? Yeah, so hydradenitis separativa um, is, is more of a, an acne that's more prone to kind of armpit, groin area. Sometimes I'll see it under the breast, um, sometimes in the, the crease um, between the abdomen and the pubic area, um, and it's deep, inflamed cysts, and a lot of times they're connected. Um, It's one of our most challenging um, things that we see in dermatology um, because I think from a traditional medicine standpoint, we haven't nailed it. We haven't gotten um, exactly what we need to, you know, use to address it. So um, zinc, actually, that we just talked about, um, is actually one of the supplements that's been researched um, to help um, with that. Um, And then also there's you know, some newer data data coming out that it's related to inflammation and hormones. And so um, sometimes, you know, working with a functional medicine practitioner and doing anti-inflammatory nutrition programs can be very helpful. And then also working with someone that looks at your hormones and maybe doing some more advanced testing to see what exactly is off with the hormones can be helpful. Um, When we see patients with HS and they're having a huge cyst and I mean, these can be very embarrassing. You know, they can be in the groin area, and if you walk, they're painful. They can burst. They can bleed. And so, you know, you can end up with this wet spot on your pants or your skirt that has blood and pus, and it's very mortifying um, for both men and women to have these. So, you know, one of our rescues is to do an injection with the steroid to help calm it down immediately, but it's not our long-term plan. So, um a lot of times it's using a lot of different topical oral medications, supplement, nutrition, and kind of um, addressing it at all the possible angles that we can. But it's, it's definitely very, very challenging. So if you're listening to this and you have HS, you're, you are so not alone um, in kind of your frustration with what's available and, um, you know, 
kind of what our options are. Um, and so if you've, if you've had HS and you've been able to find a path to manage it, um, I would just encourage you to share that with not only your doctor, but maybe share it more publicly so that it'll help us kind of guide what, what we can do to help other patients with it mm -hmm. as well. I know I've heard anecdotally from PCOS divas that uh, like oral anti-inflammatories, natural ones like um, turmeric uh, can really help. And as well as using tea tree oil topically, I don't know um, how you feel about tea tree oil. Yes, actually. Um, so this will kind of bring us to the product category of topical treatment of what can help. And so tea tree oil diluted um, can be very, very helpful for acne. And um, a lot of my patients come in already using that. So the patients that are using it and it's working for, I don't usually see. Um, but I definitely um, feel it has a, a big role um, in treating acne and plus even, you know, hydratinitis separativa as well. Um, sometimes it's just not potent enough um, to help. And so another um, topical treatment that has uh, research with acne is CBD. Um, and so CBD can also be very helpful topically um, and maybe even taking it internally. There's not any data that I'm aware of on, on its use in HS, but that might be something um, in the future that we look into. I do have a lot of success with um, kind of more sulfur-based topical treatments for um, kind of larger cystic hormonal acne. Um, there's a prescription um, generic called Dapsone that's anti-inflammatory. The brand is called Axone. A lot of times I'll get some, some help with that. Um, some topicals that I find can worsen acne are um, actually coconut oil on the face. I, I find a lot of my patients are coming in with a lot of breakouts. Sometimes even on the back, they get kind of pimples from, from coconut oil. So I like like a Jehovah oil or a safflower oil instead. And then I do have some patients that use their body lotion on their face. And I find um, unless I ask that specific question, um, I don't realize that that might be a trigger. Body lotions tend to be a little bit thicker um, and will clog the pores on the face. Um, and then a lot of people are using primers under their makeup to make it look smooth. And I find, you know, the um, dimethicone in it can occlude the, the, the pores a little bit more. Um, and then the last one is scrubs. Um, some people, I mean, you just get to the point you're just angry with your skin. You just want to scrub it out and, and get it better and clean it out. And um, it actually ends up stimulating the oil glands to make more oil and it adds you know, kind of relates to another breakout um, very soon after you use the scrub. So those are kind of my pros and cons of, of different topical treatments. What do you think about blue light therapy? I know um, that's something that, that I've bought my teenage boys. They, it seems to help when they're, when they're consistent, but I can't really count on them to be Yes, consistent. yes, and that's exactly true. It's just like any of the other topical things that – when you're consistent with it, it'll help calm down inflammation, um, and it works great, but it's something you have to stick with. Um, a lot of times, um, if, you, if you reach out to your dermatologist, a lot of us don't use it for acne in our offices because you have to come in really consistently. Um, it's a cash pay. A lot of insurance doesn't cover it, um, and it tends to be a little bit pricier. So some of my patients have shifted to some of the home treatments, like you're saying. Um, which one are you using? Um, the light stem, I think is the brand. Yeah. And okay. It's, I think it cost me maybe $150. Yeah. 
So definitely something else to add in, um, in addition, and it can be very helpful. And it also feels like you're actually doing something to yourself um, at home. And so um, blue light therapy um, is something we use in our office for other modalities too. Um, and so, you know, it was really exciting when we started um, hearing about some companies making home, home lights um, that you can use at home. They won't be quite as potent as in the office, but they certainly can be helpful. So, and just like your experience is being consistent with it and finding the time. So uh, I'm trying to think if, if we, do we cover everything? I, I do have a question um, about, um, that I got for, from one of my followers about sure. what to do about uh, acne scarring. Is there anything that we can do about that? Yes. Um, and so on um, my website, I actually wrote a whole article and blog post about acne scarring. Um, so you can definitely go um, there and, and kind of read a little bit more. Um, so acne scarring ranges from kind of just those reddish brown stains that are left on the skin after you've had a breakout. And those can be incredibly frustrating because you may have a pimple for a week or two, but then that stain can last a month, maybe two. So if you're noticing the reddish brown staining and it's flat, there's no divot or thickening of the skin, those actually do fade over time. You want to be really good about your sun protection and then probably consult your dermatologist and get on some, you know, acne treatments um, to stop the new pimples from coming out. Um, and so you're not healing one and then having a stain and then another breakout comes. Um, the next type of acne scar can be those divots where they're kind of punched in a little bit where you've had those cysts and it's kind of left little divoted scars on, on the face and sometimes even the back and chest. Um, what we found is there um, is some great data using either microneedling or a non-ablative Fraxel laser. Um, what those do is they both do little micro injuries in the skin um, and then as they heal, um, it brings up the collagen in the second layer of the dermis a little bit higher to the surface. There's usually um, a need for doing multiple treatments, usually not one treatment. Um, in my experience, I've, I've found um, the microneedling treatments to you know, require a little bit more um, than the uh, non-ablative Fraxel lasers. The next um, category um, is lasers that help with the kind of the really divoted scars um, that are very deep in the skin and, and multiples of them. And that's where um, sometimes we're working with a plastic surgeon to do an ablative laser. Um, and that the difference between the non-ablative and the ablative lasers is the non-ablatives do micro-injuries to the second layer of the skin, but they leave the top layer, the epidermis, intact. And so your downtime is usually some redness, some swelling, but the surface of your skin is, is not impacted. The ablative lasers actually... Um, work through the epidermis and the dermis, so those two layers. So there is some, quite a quite a bit of downtime and some swelling. Um, and so usually we're working with a, a plastic surgeon or a cosmetic dermatologist that just specializes in laser um, and things like that to, to do those treatments. So there's a, there's a whole range of them. And you, know, you definitely, if you're going to invest in any of these options, um, they're usually not covered by insurance. So it's you know, it's an investment, and our recommendation is usually get your acne really well controlled and really stable so that you don't do all of those cosmetic treatments, and then you get another big cystic acne 
spot that leaves another scar and you have to go back and, and do more of them. So usually you want to do those later on. So do you feel like it, it, there's a lot of hope and it's, it's really possible for a woman that's listening, struggling with acne right now, that she could really have beautiful, um, clear skin? Oh my gosh, absolutely. Um, I think those are the times where I almost am brought to tears when that patient that I saw a couple months ago or maybe six months ago, depending on how long our journey is, and they come in no makeup, and they're so happy, and they feel so confident. And, um, you know, it just it, it brings tears to my eyes because I, I've been there myself, and I know what it feels like to, to not want people to be able to see you. And then how opening and amazing it is, like, oh, my gosh, they can, they can see me in my skin, and I look amazing, and I can just be me. Um, and so I see that all the time. And, you know, you just, you just need to keep um, – working on your journey and you know your journey is your journey but you're not alone um, and so there's a lot of resources out there to help you um, and everybody's different as far as where they're at on things including your physicians and so you know if you do meet with a dermatologist and they recommend some things you know and you feel like that might resonate at the time try them out see how you feel if you feel like okay that isn't for me then you go down another path and um just know that, you know, it's your path and, and there's a lot of um, opportunities to work with a lot of different practitioners. Um, and, you know, definitely um, the work that Amy's done here is, has been huge in giving you a sense of direction and, and different places to go. So, And if you live in the Phoenix, Arizona area, then you are really in luck because you can go visit uh, Dr. Jeffries and her private practice. Um, but she also has a website and resources, like you just mentioned, the article about uh, acne. Um, what, what was the article about? I'm trying to remember. That yeah, you... there's one on acne scarring. Yeah. And then we, we didn't touch on uh, DIM, but there's an article about that too and stress okay. in your skin. And yeah, ton, tons of information there. Yeah, and, I'll, and I will post the link in the show notes to the article about acne scarring. But tell us more about where we can find out um, more about your work and, and how to follow, follow you on social. Yeah, so my website is my name. Um, and so it's doctor as in dr and then michellejeffries.com. Um, it's M-I-C-H-E-L-L-E. -E, and then my last name is spelled J-E-F-F-R-I-E-S. Um, and so you can definitely um, go there. I have a, a Be Beautiful Inside and Out welcome kit that goes through my mind-body-spirit approach in skincare. So you can download that for free. There's a lot of resources there, a lot more coming as well. I'll be um, offering some courses about acne um, and then some guidance on these supplements and nutrition as well. Um, I'm on Instagram, um, and it's doctor spelled out on Instagram, D-O-C-T-O-R, Jeffries. And I'm also on Facebook, and that one's Dr. Michelle Jeffries. So if you Google me, I'm sure you'll find me. Um, and then happy to help you on your journey. If you're in Phoenix, I um, would love to you know, see you, and you can schedule a 15-minute consult, and we can see if it's a good fit and if there's other um, functional medicine or other practitioners that we need to add to your healing team. We can, we can certainly do that as well. Well, this has been super informative, and, and before um, we go, I'm going to definitely – um, get you down on the calendar so that we can record a podcast about 
hair issues and PCOS. Um, so every, you know, listeners can look forward to that in the near future as well. Um, I'm looking forward to it. Yay. So thank you, Dr. Jeffries. And thank you to everyone listening. I look forward to being with you again very soon. Bye-bye. Thank you. up our podcast today. Thank you so much for joining us on the PCOS Diva podcast. I hope you enjoyed it. And if you liked this episode, remember to subscribe to PCOS Diva on iTunes or wherever else you may be listening to this show. And if you have a minute, please leave me a quick review on iTunes because I love to hear from you. If you think someone else might benefit from this free podcast, please take a minute to share it with a friend or family member so she can benefit from it too. And don't forget to sign up for my free weekly newsletter. Just enter your email at PCOSDiva.com to get instant access and make sure you never miss a future podcast. This is Amy Medling wishing you good health. Bye-bye.